Okay. Let's do blue. You want to do blue? Yeah, let's do blue. Okay. Same bow. So, but I don't have anything that. that was a good service Friday night, wasn't it? Let's do because he lives. All right, it's good to be in the Lord's house today, isn't it? Amen. Appreciate your presence on this Memorial uh, Day weekend. Appreciate the opportunity we have uh, to remember uh, those who have paid the price for our country. Amen. Don't ever want to forget all the blood that was shed so that we could enjoy our freedom. But most of all, I don't ever want to forget what Jesus did for me when he died on that old rugged cross, suffered in my place and for my sins. Let's all stand. Take you a blue book hymnal this morning. Turn to page 82. Page 82. Blessed be the name of the Lord. That's why we're here this morning to bless and to praise the name of our Savior, Jesus Christ. He's worthy. Amen. So let's do that today. Amen. Blessed be the name of the Lord. All praise to Him who reigns above in majesty supreme, who gave Himself for man to die, that He might man redeem. Sing now. Blessed be the name Blessed be the name, blessed be the name of the Lord. Blessed be the name, blessed be the name, blessed be the name of the Lord. On the second, His name above, all names shall stand extinct. Said more and more at God the Father's own right hand, where angels host adore. Sing it out now. Blessed be the name, blessed be the name, blessed be the name. Oh, he's worthy, church. 
Blessed be the name, blessed be the name, blessed be the name of the Lord and the third Redeemer. Say, your friend of man, once ruined by the fall, his love divine salvation's plan. And he, aren't you thankful he died for you today? Hallelujah, praise his name. Blessed be the name, blessed be the name, blessed be the name of the Lord. Blessed be the name, blessed be the name, blessed be the name. Sing the last now. His name shall be the Counselor, the mighty Prince of Peace. Of all earth's kingdoms conqueror, whose reign shall... Oh, it's going to last forever and ever. Hallelujah. Blessed be the name. Blessed be the name. Blessed be the name of the Lord. Blessed be the name. Blessed be the name. Sing that chorus one more time. Amen. Let's bless his name. Blessed be the name. Blessed be the name. Blessed be the name of the Lord. Blessed be the name. Blessed be the name. Blessed be the name of the Lord. Amen. The Bible says he inhabits the praises of his people. Let everything that hath breath Praise the Lord. So we need to praise Him today. Amen. Uh, praise God. Turn with me to 238. 238. Here's why uh, we can praise Him. And uh, amen. This is our hope this morning, knowing that because He lives, I can face tomorrow. Because He lives, all fear is gone. Amen. Thank God that Jesus is alive and well. Amen. God sent His Son, they called Him Jesus, He came to love, heal and forgive, He lived and died to Sing it now. Because he lives, I can face tomorrow. What a blessing. Because he lives, all fear is gone. Because I know, oh, the future 
second now how sweet to hold oh I like this a newborn baby and feel the pride and joy he gives but greater still the Certain days because he, Amen, Hallelujah. Because he, aren't you thankful today, Church? Hallelujah. I can face tomorrow because he lives. All fear is gone. what we have to look forward to now and then one I don't think it's going to be long do you I'll cross the river I'll find lights no war with pain and then as death gives way to victory I'll see yes 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 Amen. Amen. he lives because he lives oh why don't you raise your hands today and praise the Lord for the fact that Jesus is alive and well amen Lives. I don't want to be ashamed of him, do you? Fear is gone because I know oh, he holds the future and life is worth the living just because he Let me just ask you today, would life be worth living without Jesus? No, friend, it wouldn't. Amen. That's why so many people, amen, have no value, have no meaning, no purpose for life because they don't know the God that I know. They don't serve the one who's alive and well. If in this life we have have hope only, we are of all men most miserable. I'm thankful that I know Jesus. I have hope no matter how bad it gets in this world today. I've got something to look forward to. One of these days, I'm going to see the lights of heaven, and I'm going to know what I already know, but I'm going to see what I can only believe by faith, and that is that Jesus is alive and well. Turn around and fellowship one with another today. It sure is good to be in the house of God.
Amen. Praise God. Amen, amen, praise God, hallelujah. It's good to be in church today, isn't it? Amen. Always look forward to coming together with my church family. Amen, just uh, getting a recharge and a refueling and a re-energizing. Um, I don't know about you, but it doesn't take me long for my battery to, to start running low, amen, for the spiritual light to come on and say you need... Uh, a refueling and a refilling. And I'm thankful it don't cost as much to get filled up on Jesus as it does to get a tank of gasoline. Hallelujah. Oh, that'll preach right there, won't it? <laughs> Amen. I tell you what, if it gets any higher, I'm going to have to start selling some kids off just so I can pay for fuel. I've got a couple kids I might sell. Just, you will, Barbie? All right. Uh, oh, here we go. This might be easier than I thought. Hallelujah. <laughs> oh, it is good to be here. Praise the Lord. And the uh, uh, Bible says, a merry heart doeth good like a medicine. And Well, <laughs> you got one that's there and one that's right around the corner. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Your pastor needs prayer. Can I get a witness? And then if it's not bad enough that they're almost teenagers, they're girls on top of it. So uh, 
Drama, drama, drama is the number one word at our house. Hallelujah. Well, glory. I appreciate, uh, appreciate uh, just good spirit in the house of God this morning. Uh, we've got so much to get excited about and so much to be thankful for. And God forbid that we'd let all the, the darkness uh, that surrounds us uh, keep us from jo- enjoying the light uh, and the love of our salvation. Amen. Uh, hey, listen, one thing that the devil can't do, he can't take Jesus out of my heart. Amen. He can put me in jail. Amen. Take away my Bible. Uh, amen. But, uh, hey, there's something that's, that's off limits. Amen. And I'm thankful that, uh, that when, when the devil starts uh, accusing me and making fun of me and harassing me, all I have to do is look at him and say, I'm saved. Amen. I'm saved. How many of you are thankful you're saved today? That's something I'm not afraid of. You know, that's, a, that's a, one of those phrases. So many words in our day now have become politically incorrect and socially unacceptable. Uh, and, uh, you know, you hear people say, well, I'm a believer or I'm a, uh, I have faith. Well, that's okay, but I like the phrase, I'm saved. Amen. I think that's the best way to say it, don't you? Amen. Praise God. All right, just by way of announcements, uh, we've got a lot going on. Hallelujah. Uh, it's, all, it's busy. It's always busy around here, isn't it? But, uh, amen, I'd rather be busy for Jesus than idle for the devil. So uh, just a few things that are going on. This is very, very important. You know, we were kind of in a bind because I've got an ordination service to attend this afternoon and evening and we just had a time Josh is going to be there with me and uh be in the weekend some people have memorial day plans and all this but uh really really had a hard time finding a speaker uh for this evening here at the church but God has provided and uh, brother Greg Lentz uh, a prominent evangelist a uh, long-time affiliate with Ralph Sexton Ministries, leading to singing up there at the tent meeting. Uh, he's preaching for Dylan this morning over at Greystone, and he has so graciously agreed to be with us here tonight. So, um, uh, again, that excites me. Um, Brother Greg's been with us many, many times in the past, and some of, well, I'll tell you, a couple of our best revivals we've ever had here were with uh, Brother Lentz, and he's a tremendous preacher. So um, uh, here, here's my thought. I don't want him to show up and have nobody to preach to tonight. So let's just make a very, very special effort to come out and, and be here this evening. I do believe we'll have some visitors. Uh, but uh, let's make sure we come out. And um, uh, again, that, uh, again, I think that would be a good representation of United Baptist Church that uh, Brother Lentz come and at least somebody's here. Hallelujah. So. Amen. Come out and you'll get a blessing. Amen. You'll get a blessing. Uh, you say, well, how do I know that? Well, hey, I'm not preaching. Amen. I know you'll get a, a blessing. No one, a break for you, pastor. So come out and be with us tonight as Brother Greg Lentz uh, delivers uh, the word of God. Uh, also, that tent meeting up in Johnson City, I went a couple of nights both weeks and uh, went Tuesday night this week and Friday night. And uh, boy, uh, Brother Sexton's doing some tremendous preaching. Friday night's message was powerful. And uh, again, they're going to continue that. So um, 
encourage you to make your way up to the tent there on the Bristol Highway. Services start at 7.30 each night. Next Sunday, uh, boy, I had, some, I had several, not just one, or just one, but several people messaged me this morning. Are we having special singing? I ought to have said yes, and that means everybody had been on time, showing up at 10 instead of 10.30, but uh, uh, amen. No, next Sunday we're making adjustments for our services as the Allen family will be with us. We're going to forego Sunday school. We'll have services at 10 o'clock a.m. as uh, the Allens will be here singing, and then I believe Brother Todd will share a message for us. Again, that's next Sunday, June the 5th at 10 o'clock a.m., and then the following Saturday night, the Neelands, uh, amen, uh, one of the more prominent groups in the Southern Gospel industry, um, award-winning group. They were with us about this time last year, and boy, they, they were a blessing. We had a good service, even though we only had about a two days heads up. Well, this time we've got a couple of weeks, so uh, uh, Lord willing, we'll have a good services. That's going to be uh, Saturday, June the 11th at 7 o'clock. PM come and bring a friend. Hope's Cry Golf Tournament. Uh, this upcoming Saturday, June the 4th, Graysburg Hills Golf Course, 1.30 PM. Get the word out. Uh, get you a team together. Again, that's the Hope's Cry Golf Tournament. Um, and we've got several other announcements. The only other thing that I would mention is that this past Wednesday night was our last night for the United for Christ Youth Program is we'll take a break over the summer months, give our teachers and workers an opportunity to re-screw their heads back on their body. Uh, amen. After a, uh, It's been a good year, been a successful year with the UFC youth program, but we'll give a couple of months break and get that started uh, when school starts back in the fall. Amen. All right, just by way of prayer request uh, this morning, uh, we do have several that we'd bring to your attention uh, boy, I did enjoy uh, going down to Grace Baptist Church in Mossine, being with, uh, uh, amen, the Knight family with uh, Anthony and Joanne and, and their family and uh, the Elaine Justice as we had those services uh, the other day. Most of all, I got to eat some good fried chicken and banana pudding. Hallelujah, glory to God. It was worth it all. That's the only reason I was there, Anthony. I'm just kidding, Amen. But uh, that, was, that was a blessing to enjoy some good food, good fellowship, but appreciate those services. Amen. Continue to remember Gary uh, and Francis Gridley. Remember them in prayer. Uh, continue. It's good to have, um, uh, amen, um, Dolores and Bill and back as they've been traveling to Virginia. Amen. Glad that they got, and Wayne too. We're glad to have Wayne back with us as they made it back from uh, Virginia to God's country. Hallelujah. Uh, amen. You agree with that? <laughs> All right. Let's see. Remember the Kelsey Shelton family. Uh, remember Greg Knight in prayer. Remember um, uh, Linda Coggins is the Coggins family. They're on vacation. They're traveling. They're away from us this week. So get, pray that they'll have traveling mercy and that they have a good time on vacation. We love them dearly. Uh, remember all the residents at uh, Laughlin Healthcare as they have a uh, pretty massive COVID outbreak. How many do we have now, Alma? Yeah, there's there's a bunch. So uh, very serious situation. Uh, several of the residents there at Laughlin Healthcare have contracted the COVID virus. Remember them. Um, also remember the tornado victims uh, at Gaylord, Michigan. 
the school shooting in Texas, amen. We just need to continue to remember all of those families that were affected by that. Uh, also, the Lou Maroney family, uh, remember uh, Miss Lola. As Miss Lola Hapke, she, um, uh, she fell and, and hurt her knee and her hip. Uh, we don't think there's any broken bones or anything like that, but remember Miss Lola. Also, Bob Price. Bob is at home now, uh, recovering, so praise the Lord that Bob's at home. Also, Miss D Dunbar, as she's at home, but she is in quite a bit of pain as she uh, recovers from her knee surgery. Uh, pray for Scott, too. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Uh, remember uh, Ariel and Marco, that's uh, Bruce's granddaughter and her husband, uh, remember them. Also continue to remember, remember Pam Bryson. Uh, amen. And oh, I like this one. Complacent Christians. We need to remember all those. Uh, amen. That God's people uh, wake up. Amen. Praise God. Uh, all right. I'm sure you have requests this morning. Pray for Josh as he's preaching away from us today. And also remember the ordination service this afternoon. Uh, I'm sure you have some today that you'd like to, to remember. What's that last name, Bruce? Amen. Well, the Lord knows. Remember Natasha, Isaac, and Logan in prayer. Go ahead, Barbie. Mike Beck in prayer. Somebody else? Yeah, go ahead, brother. My goodness. Amen. Appreciate our brother being with us this morning. Amen. All the way from Illinois. Amen. Amen. We'll accept him even if he is a Yankee. Amen. Praise God. <laughs> Amen, brother. We do appreciate you being here. Somebody else today? The Dennis Steins family. Others? Go ahead, Dolores. <laughs> Amen. 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 I thought we was going to have a domestic there for a minute, but. <laughs> Amen. Love Bill to death. And uh, I'll tell you what, we just got to, 
We need each other to get through the problems of life. Amen. We can't do it on our own or by ourselves. We need one another. That's right. I'm missing something here. Oh, my. Amen, Miss Cheryl. Love her dearly. God's got a, when God closes one door, he opens another one. Go ahead, Mike. What's Chris's last name? Lukowski. No, that, that's okay, brother. I'll, I'll let Pam take care of the spelling there. <laughs> Polish. Amen. Polish. Joanne, did you have one? Amen. Praise the Lord. Any other prayer requests this morning? Yeah, go ahead, Wayne. What's her last name, Wayne? Okay. Wayne's friend, Susie, with bone cancer. We need to remember, um, oh, goodness, Bandy Thompson. Remember Bandy as he's also dealing with what they believe to be cancer, uh, uh, potentially melanoma. So remember Bandy Thompson, stage three melanoma. Other prayer needs today. Amen, Sarah. Amen. Anyone else? Amen. Continue to remember Elma and her health. Pray for little Emma. We started the prayer chain yesterday for Emma. This is uh, Brian and Kim's uh, granddaughter, as she Emma Hill, as she um, has a UTI and uh, a bowel issue. And also pray for Brian and Kim as they're traveling on vacation as well. Amen. Yeah, go ahead, Cheryl. Amen. Amen. Cheryl's been through a lot, but God's brought her through. How many of you will make that a special matter of prayer that this uh, last treatment will take care of that issue? Anyone else? Amen.
remember uh, Uncle Kenny and his implant situation. Anthony, did you have one? Amen. Amen, Anthony. We love you, brother. Any others? Amen, Sarah. Pray for America. Amen. Anyone else? Unspoken? Amen. Remember God's men. Remember God's people. Amen. Unspoken request by the uplifted hand. Lost loved ones. We need to remember our lost. The lost time is uh, growing short. And you better get uh, what you're going to get done while you can. Because time is almost over. Um, uh, remember our missionaries on the field. Let's not forget to pray for them. We'll gather around the altar. If you'd like to join us, you can do so. If not, pray there in your seats, please. Rob Hankins, lead us in prayer, brother. Father, we thank you, God, for this another day we have together, Lord, in the house of God. Lord, thank you, dear Jesus, Father, for every privilege we have to come together, Lord. We don't want to take this for granted, take it lightly. Uh, God, we could be anywhere this morning, but, Father, you give us the privilege, God, to, to come to your house. Lord, how much we need this. Uh, Lord, how important it is to us, God, just spiritually speaking, to, to, to be around uh, uh, fellow Christians, God, and brothers and sisters in Christ. Uh, Lord, to hear the word of God, and Lord, just to uh, be reminded, God, Lord, of uh, how good you've been to us, Lord. Uh, Lord, in spite of all we're facing in this life and in this world, God, you are still good. We are so blessed, and Father, we have so much to be thankful for, uh, Lord, in our lives. God, bless the service today. I pray that our hearts would be clean, purified from all of our sin, Lord. We're unworthy, we're undeserving. Uh, God, nothing but a lump of clay, but Father, I'm thankful, uh, God, that, uh, Lord, you've, uh, uh, Lord, uh, put us on the potter's wheel, Father, Lord, I pray. God, that you use us today, God, to make a difference. God, help us as we preach to share these truths, God, that you've given to us. Lord, I pray for the music, the testimonies, the offerings, and the prayers. God, that it might all bring honor and glory to thee. Uh, Lord, I pray, Father, Lord, that you'd help me today as I share your word, God. Give me an option, Father. Uh, God, help me not to preach to the flesh, but I depend upon the Holy Spirit of God. Lord, I pray this morning, God, that you'd meet every need, touch every heart and life, those who are away from you. Uh, God, uh, Lord, uh, challenge our faith, those who are saved. God, if there might be one today that's lost, I pray that you'd save them before it's too late, God. And Lord, thank you for our visitors this morning. And 
This time we'll receive our regular Sunday morning offering. We could have a couple of kids come forward as this is the last opportunity of the month to give to missions. Appreciate all God's done through our missions ministry. Let's make sure we uh, put ourselves over the hump and meet that goal for the month of May. So you give to missions as God would have you to.
This is my story. This is my song, praising my Savior all the day long. I'm thankful for blessed assurance today, aren't you, church? Amen. Amen. Well, praise the Lord. I'm trying to think. I know we, Mackenzie, did we sing happy birthday to you already? Amen. Well, we could do it again, but that's all right. <laughs> Lily, did we sing happy birthday to you? Okay, yeah, we got you too. All right. You do what? Okay, Miss. Green cooler in the back on the left hand side with some farm fresh eggs. Again, there's some eight dozen there, so help yourself on the way out. Hallelujah. We got eggs in the back, so take those eggs. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Any other birthdays today? Any anniversaries? We got June coming on. I know we've got some anniversaries in June. Amen. Well, I do want to say this. Good to have Rob Hankins with us today. I love Brother Rob, don't you? Uh, amen. I tell you, I love him to death. And I want to congratulate him. Is uh, This upcoming Saturday, Rob's going to be tying the knot. Uh, he's going to be hitching his horse to another hitching post. Hallelujah. You'd think he'd have learned his lesson. Amen. But uh, amen. Uh, I've uh, met his wife-to-be and spent some time counseling with them on Friday. And a uh, good Christian girl. And uh, boy, I tell you, I'm just thank I'm uh, you know I, I'm thankful to see people who who are faithful, and Rob has been faithful in spite of some hardships in his life and unexpected tragedies. God's been faithful. The Lord's rewarded him and blessed him. So you pray for him as he'll be tying the knot next Saturday up in Kingsport. Uh, amen. So I just wanted to uh, tell Rob how much uh, I love him and how proud I am of him. Amen. All right, well, it is, it is uh, Memorial Day. Do we have any veterans here this, this morning? Anybody that served in uh, the Armed Forces? Mike is a veteran. Any others? Bruce has served. Amen. Any others? I appreciate these men. Of course, Memorial Day is specifically to honor those who, uh, who died in combat. Uh, amen. And I don't want to ever forget the, uh, the, the lives of those that were given so that you and I could enjoy the freedom that we have and possess. Amen. amen. Let's uh, stand today and let's sing God Bless America. I think God would have us to do that. Amen. I don't think it's in there, is it? I don't think so. Okay. All right, let's just sing God Bless America. Land that I love, stand beside her and guide her through the night with the light from above. From the mountains to the prairies to the oceans. Wide with foam, God bless America, my home sweet home. God bless America, my home sweet home. May be seated today. You know the truth of the matter is, uh, 
in some churches it wouldn't be uh, welcome to sing that. And that's a, that's a shame. It's a shame. Uh, for whatever reason, uh, we've allowed these liberals to, um, to make us think that, um, that uh, this separation of church and state issue uh, is meant to keep uh, uh, the church out of the government and out of our public uh, institutions. No, my friend, separation of church and state, it's the opposite. It's to keep the government out of the church. Can I get a witness today? And, uh, you know, I listen, if I ever have to choose my allegiance or my loyalty, I have to choose the cause of Christ over my nation. That being said, uh, I probably would not even know about the cross of Christ if it were not for the fact that I am so blessed to live in America. There is an inseparable connection between these two flags here this morning. And I do not apologize one bit for the love that I have for my country. Amen. And God forbid that we would not take the time to honor those uh, who uh, again paid that ultimate price so that we could be free. Amen. All right, all right, so uh, please remember uh, Anthony and Joanne as Anthony had to take Joanne out, uh, an unspecified health situation, so let's remember uh, them in prayer. We love them dearly, don't we? Amen. Amen. Turn with me if you're in your Bibles, if you will, this morning. Let's see, Proverbs, the book of Proverbs, chapter number 22. Jake, can you get me some water? Amen, Jake's, he's failing on the job, Hallelujah. <laughs> I love him. I'm thankful. I tell you, I'm, let me say this. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, to uh, uh, compliment Jake. L last Sunday night when we had our, um, our joint service with Friendship Baptist Church, we had uh, some of the folk from Friendship that brought in music and instruments and things. And uh, some... Some were saying, a preacher, you better go up there and make sure everything was, is going okay. And I said, no. I said, I think Jake can handle it just fine. And everything went smoothly. And I appreciate whether it be Jake or Mike and those who work to help our sound uh, be what. That, that's not an easy job, running the sound and the video and all that. Boy, if there's anything that will drive you crazy, uh, that will. So I appreciate these men. Amen. Proverbs chapter number 22, if you found your place. Say amen. amen. Let's stand in reverence to the word of God today. Proverbs chapter number 2 verse 28. I just want to read one verse of scripture as we try to mind the Lord and preach what God would have us to today. Verse number 28. The Bible says, Remove not the ancient landmarks which thy fathers have set. Let me say that again. Remove not the ancient landmark which thy fathers have set. Father in heaven, I love you today. I thank you, Lord, for your goodness. Thank you, Lord, for the privilege we have to gather in this place. And Lord, Father, we're nothing without you, and we're just so glad, uh, Father, that we, can, we have the freedom and the liberty, God, to, to assemble ourselves together, Lord, without uh, uh, fear or, or any uh, concern for uh, what might happen to us 
because of it, thankful, Lord, that we live in America. Lord, I appreciate everyone that's here today. And Lord, I pray that they would uh, receive a blessing, Lord, out of the service. God, I pray that we would take the time, Lord, during this Memorial Day weekend to, uh, uh, Lord, just to think back on, uh, on uh, Lord, all of the, the, the hard work, blood, sweat, and tears, uh, Lord, that was offered up so that we could possess the things we do. Father, I love you and I praise you. And God, uh, meet every need, touch every heart and life, honor your word, exalt your son uh, by way of your humble servant, Lord. And, and again, help me to preach, Lord, through the spirit of living God and not lean uh, on the flesh. Cleanse my heart of sin. And God, we're going to uh, praise you in advance for who you are and what you do. In Jesus' name we ask these things. All God's people said, Amen. you may be seated. I take my text from Proverbs 22, 28, where the Bible says, Remove not the ancient landmark which thy fathers have set. Notice that uh, we're not the ones who set the landmark. Somebody else set it, amen. Somebody else established the landmark. And when I think about a landmark, the word memorial comes to my mind. So on this Memorial Day weekend where we are doing our best to honor and remember the lives of those who willingly and voluntarily laid down their lives so that we American citizens and Christians could enjoy the freedom we are so blessed to possess. Friend, I don't want to ever forget to thank God that I'm free. Amen. Free spiritually, amen. Uh, I've been made free through Jesus Christ, but also the liberty that I enjoy uh, as an American citizen. I think it's appropriate to spend time focusing on the subject of memorials and landmarks that I believe God, I believe God here commands us to set and establish for ourselves as well as for those who come along once our lives are over. So here's the question I want to pose this morning as we introduce today's message. Once our lives are over, and once you and I have passed off the scene, how are future generations of children, grandchildren, and great-grandchildren going to be able to know about and be aware of the significance and important events that occurred and took place down through the course of our lives as human beings? How are they going to know? How are they going to appreciate uh, I mean, what, what, what uh, didn't happen to them but happened to us? And the answer to that question is that the only way future generations of American and Christian children and grandchildren of ours are going to know about the important and impactful events that occurred, whether it be in our lifetime or even over the course of our nation's history, is for us to establish and to maintain some landmarks and some memorials for them to go back to and visit and see so that they will know all of the many great things the Lord so graciously did for us. Now we're going to be looking at quite a bit of scripture this morning. This is not necessarily my preferred style of preaching, but I'm just going to try to be obedient today. Amen? Psalm 78. Turn with me to Psalm 78. You've heard me use this quite a bit. But I, I want us to look at these verses. Uh, 
because I believe this provides us for the reason uh, and the importance of the landmarks. The Bible says, beginning in verse number 2, Psalm 78, if you found your place, say amen. amen. I will open my mouth in a parable. I will utter dark sayings of old, which we have heard and known. And our fathers have told you. Friend, I want to say to you, there's some things that you know in your life. There are some uh, blessings that you possess. It's not because of any kind of learning or knowledge you've acquired on your own behalf. It's because somebody cared enough about you to tell you these things and to show you these truths. We will not hide them from their children, showing to the generation to come the praises of the Lord and His strength and His wonderful works that He hath done. Uh, amen. That He hath established a testimony in Jacob and appointed a law in Israel which He commanded our fathers that they should make them known, make them known to their children. Here it is. That the generation to come might know them even the children which should be born, who should arise and declare them to their children, that they might set their hope in God and not forget the works of God, but keep His commandments and might not be as their fathers a stubborn and rebellious generation, a generation that set not their heart aright and whose spirit was not steadfast with the Lord. Do you see the importance that the psalmist provides us with here of making sure that that generational chain continues from one generation to another. Fathers telling their sons, mothers telling their daughters all of the wondrous things that God has done for us. And not just the positive things, but also the negative things. You see, a lot of times we want to tell our kids the positive things, but we want to hide the negative things. But we need to teach them both positively what to do as well as negatively what not to do. Amen. Uh, so that they, will, that they will repeat our successes, but that they might avoid our failures. Amen. And I'm afraid that a lot of times uh, we fail in our job of teaching and training our children. And, and, and friend, more than any other reason, listen, we don't have a gun problem in America. We've got a God problem. You see, we want to we we find a scapegoat. Uh, and, and we want to play the blame game. And one party wants to blame the other party. Uh, amen. And we want to, uh, listen, you don't need a gun to kill somebody. Cain killed Abel with a rock. And just because you make it legal or illegal doesn't mean it's still not going to happen. We don't have a gun problem. We've got a God, a Godless problem in America. And we as adults have failed in our responsibility to teach and to train our children to set their hope in God. That they might not be like us, a stubborn and a rebellious generation. Now that's who. We, let's just face it: we have dropped the ball. And I'm not talking about the liberal crowd. I'm talking about God's crowd. God's crowd has failed. 
and we are failing, and we, uh, amen, we, have, we are in the process, or we have raised a godless generation. Uh, and and it, isn't it hypocritical? Isn't it hypocritical for the liberals to, uh, amen, they're teaching the kids that it's all right to kill babies, whether it be before or after they leave the womb. But then all of a sudden, oh my goodness, I can't believe that kids would start killing each other. That is the ultimate hypocrisy. And we should not be surprised when we are doing our dead level best as a society to devalue the importance of human life in the eyes of this generation that's coming on the scene when they start killing one another. I said it Wednesday night, but, uh, you know, Sam, did you find that song? Amen. This song uh, uh, that says, um, and, it, and it's basically set in the framework of a, of a, of a school shooting. You know, God, why did you, why did you let this happen? God said, it ain't my fault. You're the one that asked me to leave. I mean, what should we expect? You say, preacher, what's happening in America? The, ch the chickens are coming home to roost. We are seeing the result and the consequence of what happens when you take God out of the formula. Amen. So we need to get back to the old landmark. Amen? We need, to, we need to bring our children back to the memorials and the monuments that made our nation and made our lives, not just as Americans, but as Christians, who we are. You know what we're raising today? We're raising a hopeless generation. Amen? And I don't blame them for being hopeless. I really don't. I'm so thankful for the raising that I was so blessed to enjoy. And when I was growing up, I thought every kid had what I had. And nowadays, you find very few children who have any sense of direction whatsoever. A mama or a daddy or a grandparent that loves them enough to point them towards the landmark and towards the monument of how to make their life be a success. You say, but preacher... Why is it so important for our children to know and to be aware of all the many good and great things the Lord's done for us? Let me ask you, has God been good to you today? Has God done anything for you? Uh, amen. You know, here's the thing. Do you not want Him to do for your children what He's done for you? Then why are you hiding these things? Why don't we make it a, a, a priority of our teaching and our training to make sure that our kids know beyond a shadow of a doubt that there's a God in heaven that will do for them what nobody else can do. We want to teach them about everything except what really matters. <laughs> why are you getting quiet on me? We have failed. I mean, we want to make sure that, that, they, they, that they get a good education. Nothing wrong with a good education. Amen. But, but uh, hey, what they, what they learn at the church house is more important than what they learn at the schoolhouse. And can I take it a step further? What they learn at your house 
is more important that they learn than anything they learn at the schoolhouse or the church house. I mean, we have all these priorities. I want them to be, you know what, you know what we do? Matt and I were talking about this at lunch this past week. We want to live our lives through our children. Amen? And, and we have all of these goals. And Caroline could say amen because she says, Daddy wants me to play the piano like he does. Amen? Nothing wrong with that. And she'll understand why one of these days. But listen, amen, there's, there's more important things than making sure that, that my daughter is a good musician or is a good student or has a 4.0 GPA. I know some people that graduated valedictorian in high school, amen, and uh, they've wrecked their lives as adults. You know, and as a child, and it, it hadn't been so, boy, I'm getting off track this morning. Why do y'all let me do this? Uh, it hadn't been all that long to where I remember the pressure that I faced, uh, amen, as a young person. What am I going to do with my life? You know, so that I could be successful as an adult. You know, looking at it now, looking back, I, I put way too much pressure on myself, amen, to, to, to make sure that I had a certain career. Or, or, or uh, amen, I wasn't the best student, and that's no, that, that's no secret. And, and I've failed, and I've made mistakes, but praise God, I'm thankful that I had a mom and daddy and grandparents, amen, and people in my life that pointed me in the right direction and made sure I knew what was most important, and that was to make God a priority in my life. Amen. Hey, listen, it's... <laughs> Oh, goodness, I better just move on, oughtn't I? I'm getting ready to dig a hole. Hey, it's more important for your child. You know what? We, God's house is important. And it, 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 it breaks my heart to see so many people that I love and care about, family, friends, whoever, that are not raising their children to have a heritage in church. Amen? It's important for your kids to know what it is to come to church. Not just for you to send them, but for you to bring them to God's house. And they're not, there doesn't need to be any uh, confusion in their mind about the priority of God's house. Boy, I am way off track, aren't I? When I became adult, there was no confusion in my mind whether or not it was more important for me to play ball or go to church. Because my dad made me go to church even when I was supposed to play ball. My friends used to, my teammates used to make fun of me and even called me a preacher kid back then because they knew that if it was church day, Nick wasn't going to be there. I'm not bragging on myself, but I am extolling this man. Because if it weren't for that, I might not be in God's house now. Same thing with the job. You know, 14, 15, 16 year old, opportunity for Nick to go to work. The question is, does he have to, make, to miss church? And if the answer was yes, 
Nick didn't go to work. Nick went to God's house. And we wonder why our kids aren't in church nowadays. Because, uh, amen, as even from the youngest of age, they are confused about what really is important. And the things of God will carry your children uh, much farther than anything else in this world. I know that's not popular preaching, but it is why we're where we're at today. Man, I hadn't even got through page one of my notes. I want to remind us all here today that you and I didn't do anything to deserve the blessings we enjoy, whether it be Christians or Americans. We're piggybacking on all the blood, sweat, tears, and sacrifice our forefathers made. Amen? And as a result, God forbid that we would be guilty of forgetting or failing to appreciate the price they paid and the sacrifice they made so that you and I could have what we have and live the way we are so blessed to live here in America. And one of the things that just stuck in my crawl is when our former president, who I believe is mostly responsible for much of the division that exists in our nation racially today, when he had the guts and the gall to go to France and apologize for America. The French would be speaking German if it wasn't for America. So, Brother Nick, why are these landmarks important and necessary? Because of how prone we are to forget and to lose sight of all that's happened in the past so that we can enjoy what we have in the present and in the future. See, if I'm guessing some of us today from the pulpit to the pew are in danger of forgetting some things. Some things God did for you yesterday because of what you're facing right now. See, that's what the devil wants to do. He wants to cause you to develop spiritual amnesia and to forget what God did for you yesterday by putting some giant in your life today. So we need something to jog our memory. Anybody have a problem with memory? <laughs> yeah, my dad needs to be on the altar, hallelujah. But I don't need to be far behind him. <laughs> you know, but spiritually speaking, we're in danger of forgetting what God did for us in the past. You know, what, you know why God did what He did for you yesterday? To prepare you for what you're going to go through today and tomorrow. That's good preaching. Your past, listen friend, I don't want to live in the past, but God forbid that I'd forget my past. Now I'm thankful God forgets. <laughs> well, the Bible actually says He chooses not to remember. But you know, I don't want to live in the past. I don't want to feel guilt, harbor guilt in my life, over my past, but God, forget, God forbid that I would forget the past and not learn the lessons from my past. Both positively and negatively. See, what happens is the first time trouble arises, the first time a new problem or a new challenge confronts us, it's almost as if we develop an attitude of forgetfulness and we lose sight of all that God's done for us, no matter how great, wonderful, or magnificent it might have been. I got a good idea today that God's done some things in the past for some of His people who are here. God ever done anything for you in the past? God ever saved you? 
out of a pit of sin you was in in your past? Was God ever merciful or gracious to you when He ought to pour the wrath bucket out on your head? God ever supplied your need in the midnight hour when you didn't know where the money was going to come, all of a sudden there it came? God ever healed you or a loved one of yours from sickness? God ever put your family back together when it was in danger of crumbling and falling apart? God ever revived your soul when you didn't give a rip about God? So why do we forget? Why do we lose sight? See, we need help in our lives remembering what God's done for us. That's called a memorial, a monument or a landmark. Turn with me to Deuteronomy. Y'all really going to have to help me if I'm going get to get done preaching today. Deuter- Deuteronomy chapter number 4. It's in the Old Testament. I'm going to read a few verses. And, and, and that's one of the themes of the book of Deuteronomy is this theme of forget not, forget not, forget not. Deuteronomy chapter number 4, if you found your place, say amen. amen. Verse number 1, Now therefore hearken, O Israel, unto the statutes and unto the judgments which I teach you, for to do them that ye may live and go in and possess the land which the Lord God of our fathers giveth you. Ye shall not add unto the word which I command you, neither shall ye diminish aught from it, that ye may keep the commandments of the Lord your God which I command you. Your eyes have seen what the Lord did because of Baal poor. How many of you have seen some things? <laughs> Amen. For all the men that followed Baal poor, the Lord thy God hath destroyed them from among you. But ye that did cleave unto the Lord your God are alive, every one of you this day. Behold, I have taught you statutes and judgments. How many of you, the Lord's taught you some things? Even as the Lord my God commanded me that ye should do so in the land whether ye go to possess it. Keep therefore and do, the, do them. For this is your wisdom and your understanding in the sight of the nations which shall hear all these statutes and say, Surely... This great nation is a wise and understanding people. For what nation is there so great who hath God so nigh unto them? As the Lord is in all things that we call upon Him for. You know, obviously He's talking about Israel, but He could be talking about America, couldn't He? And what nation is there so great that hath statutes and judgments so righteous as all this law which I set before you this day? Here it is. Only take heed to thyself and keep thy soul diligently. Here's the phrase. Lest thou forget the things which thine eyes have seen. And lest they depart from thy heart all the days of thy life. But teach them thy sons and thy sons' sons. And then he goes on to share some specific things. You know, when we teach our children the things that God's done for us in the past, we need to be specific. 
Amen? And I think that's something that's missing. And all throughout the book of Deuteronomy, there is an emphasis on the danger of forgetting. And guess what? Over time, they did forget. And they did turn away from and forsook the God of their fathers. Let me say something to you, friend. If you forget, you'll probably forsake. See, the reason we forsake God is because we forget God. The reason America has forsaken God is because somewhere along the line we've forgotten God. And specifically, we have forgotten and we have failed to teach our children just how much they need God. But on the other hand, if you do not forget, you will be faithful. To forget is to forsake. To not forget is to be faithful. There is a connection between forgetfulness and not forgetting and being faithful to God. Now, 2 Peter chapter number 1, turn there real quick. I'm trying to hurry. 2 Peter chapter number 1. See, in Deuteronomy, the emphasis is on forgetfulness. In 2 Peter, the, the, the thrust of the book is remembrance. All right? 2 Peter 1, if you found your place, say amen. Verse number 12, Wherefore I will not be negligent to put you always in remembrance of these things. Parents, when you fail to tell your child about the goodness of God, you're being negligent. Though ye know them and be established in the present truth, let me ask you today, parents and grandparents, do your children know what you know? Second Peter 1.13, the very next verse, Yea, I think it meet as long as I am in this tabernacle to stir you up by putting you in remembrance. Parents, when's the last time you stirred the faith of your child up by putting them in remembrance? of the things God's done for you. Can I say to you, if you don't stir them up for God, the devil will stir them up for the world. Verse 15, same chapter. Moreover, I will endeavor that ye may be able after my decease to have these things always in remembrance. Parents, grandparents, what are, you going to, what are your kids going to have after you're gone? And you know, the truth is, for some of you, that's more relevant than it is to others. Because you ain't got nearly as much time left as what you used to. <laughs> now, I'm just starting to... i got a little gray going on, amen? But I'm just telling you, you better make sure that now, while you have the chance that you make it a priority in your life to prepare your kids spiritually for how to live and what to do when daddy's gone and when papa is in the grave. You know what that's called? That's called a legacy. Man, I'm thankful for my legacy. Lyle, one of the most valuable things I have is my Christian legacy and heritage. I don't want to make it an idol. 
But I don't want to forget. I mean, truth is, this guy here, he, he ain't got as many days in front of him as he does behind him. But I'm thankful that if he drew his last breath right now, he's left something for me. That I'll never forget the man that he was and the life that he lived. And if I fail, it'll be my fault, not his. What are your kids going to have once you're gone? What kind of legacy? What are they going to remember you for? Mm -mm -mm. I think we all need to be on the altar this morning. 2 Peter 3, verse 1. This second epistle, beloved, I write... Now unto you, in both which I stir up your pure minds by way of remembrance. Let me just ask you today, anybody here need to be stirred up? Anybody grown stale and stagnant? You're just not as on fire for Jesus as you were a year ago, two years ago? You know what? The Bible tells us we can stir ourselves up. A lot of times we're waiting for some preacher to come along and stir us up. When's the last time you stirred yourself up? By finding you a quiet place and going back and remembering what God did for you. Did you know there is a connection in the Word of God between repentance and remembrance? Church at Ephesus, Revelation. Remember from whence thou art fallen and repent. You know, if we've strayed away and if we've fallen away and if we've become cold and indifferent and stale and stagnant on the Lord this morning, maybe the, step, the first step to getting back to the Lord and getting that fire rekindled is not to wait for somebody else to stir us up, to stir ourselves up by way of remembrance. You know, old hymn says it this way, count your blessings. Start counting, go reminisce in your, in your minds those special things that God did for you that nobody else could do for you. Rob, you got some things. I'll never forget the day you walked the aisle of this church and gave your heart to Jesus. I appreciate your faithfulness. But I believe part of the reason Rob's been faithful because he never forgot what God did for him. Even through the hard times, he remembered what God did yesterday. And he's still sitting on a church pew today. I know some people that's forgot. Breaks my heart. But I got news for you. I'm in danger of forgetting. Man, in this world, in this crazy, mixed up, messed up world, it don't take from Sunday to Monday before tomorrow's over, man. I'm already forgetting what God did for me at the house of God yesterday. I need to be reminded of some things. I, I can't give you everything I'd like to give to you. Write these references down. You could turn to Joshua chapter number 4.
Nah, let's take the time. <laughs> Joshua chapter 4. Hurry up, turn that way if you don't mind, please. Man, a lot of times we skip over stuff. I, I don't want you to miss this. And let me just say, uh, I'll never forget a couple years ago, Brother Josh preached on these verses and I've never forgot that message. It was a powerful message. Joshua chapter number 4, if you find your place, say amen. Verse number 18. And it came to pass when the priests that bear the ark of the covenant of the Lord were come up out of the midst of Jordan, and the soles of the priests' feet were lifted up unto the dry land that the waters of Jordan returned into their place and flowed over all his banks as they did before. And the people came up out of Jordan on the tenth day of the first month and encamped at Gilgal in the east border of Jericho. And those twelve stones which they took up out of Jordan did Joshua pitch in Gilgal, and he spake unto the children of Israel, saying, When your children shall ask their fathers in time to come, saying, What mean these stones? Then ye shall let your children know, saying, Israel came over this Jordan on dry land. For the Lord your God dried up the waters of Jordan from before you until you were passed over, as the Lord your God did to the Red Sea, which He dried up from before us until we were gone over, that all the people of the earth might know the hand of the Lord, that it is mighty, that ye might fear the Lord your God forever. Here, after God miraculously parted the Jordan River and allowed His people to cross on dry ground, God commanded Joshua to take twelve stones, erect a monument at Gilgal, so that the people would never forget what God had done. Not only the people who were living then, but those who would come along years in the future. Parents, what kind of monuments are you erecting for your children? What kind of landmark have you established in your home to point your kids to Jesus? Now, we're not going to turn, but you could see in 1 Samuel chapter number 7 that Israel was involved in a great battle against the Philistines at a place called Mizpah. They were defeated earlier at Aphek, but now they won a great victory. And Samuel took a stone. Let me just read it. It says that Samuel took a stone and set it between Mizpah and Shin and called the name of it Ebenezer, saying, Hitherto hath the Lord helped us. That stone was an ever-present reminder. They called it the Ebenezer Stone that reminded God's people. It isn't anything we did, but it's everything God did for us. Friend, where's your Ebenezer Stone? And if you ain't got one, you need one. <laughs> you know why? Because your old filthy, rotten, stinking flesh wants to take credit for success. And then all of a sudden, things start going good in your life for a little while. You start saying, look at what I've done. Look at who I am. No, you need an Ebenezer stone in your life to look back and say, it ain't what I did. It's what God did. It ain't me that deserves the credit. It's Jesus Christ. We need 
an Ebenezer. You know what America needs an Ebenezer stone? To remind us it's not our technology, it's not our intelligence, it's not our education. It's not our politics, it's not our economy, it's not our wealth. Hitherto hath the Lord brought us. My heart breaks this morning over the fact that America has forgotten the God of her fathers. All right, let me give you this and I'm done. Pearl Harbor is a landmark and a monument of what happened on December 7th, 1941. Anybody ever been there? I haven't. I'd like to go one day. On the beaches at Normandy, there are memorials in France to serve as a reminder to the men who gave their lives and shed their blood on June 6th, 1944, so you and I could be free. Anybody ever been there? I'd love to go one day. Can you imagine? And if you ever be, have you ever been to a place that, and I'm not trying to get spooky or anything, but what is, they refer to it as hallowed ground. And you just can't be there without getting this goosebump feeling. I wasn't there, but I know something important transpired in this place and on this ground. In New York City, there is a memorial to honor the lives of the people, including the police officers and rescue responders that gave their lives when we were suddenly and viciously attacked by the terrorists. America needs to remember those who gave it all on that day. In Oklahoma City, there is a memorial dedicated to those who gave their lives and to what tragically happened on that day. I've been there. Anybody else been to the Oklahoma City Memorial? It's hallowed ground. They have crosses, little crosses for all the children who died. Many kids died. They were part of a daycare. It's hallowed ground. Gettysburg. There are monuments and memorials on that battlefield to commemorate those who fought, bled, and died for the sake of freedom. In Washington, D.C., you have the Vietnam Wall, the Korean Monument, the Jefferson Memorial, the Washington Monument, the Lincoln Monument, and all of these other statues that serve as reminders to all who visit, even though we weren't there, we can still understand and try to comprehend what happened in the history of our nation. Sad to say, there's been a movement growing over the past several years to remove and to take down many of these monuments and memorials in an attempt to erase our nation's rich history. Personally, I don't like it a bit. Because whether it be good or bad, it is important to preserve these monuments, to teach us, to show us, and to remind us of who we are 
than where we came from. Even the negative part. We ought, let me just say it. We, ain't, we don't need to go tearing down the Confederate monuments. You don't want to erase that lest it happens again. Mark my word, those who are out there trying to remove these monuments and take down these memorials, they do not have good intentions. They're trying to hurt and harm our country just like they did when they removed the Ten Commandments off of the courthouse and when they started taking nativity scenes off government property. And here's what bothers me the most. It's the lack of passion and patriotism that exists in and amongst young people of our day. And when you talk to youth all across our country, so many of them know very little and are very ignorant about the history of this nation. And for those who do know, many of them view America's history in a trivial, insignificant, and unimportant light. Or in some cases, they see the history of our nation as being a negative rather than a positive thing. Why? Because we failed to tell them. We failed to teach them about the true history of our land, about the sacrifice and the suffering of our forefathers, especially about the great connection between America, Christianity, and the God of our forefathers. And I see it amongst young adults today. They'll say, well, I don't care who's in the White House. Or I don't care about all these issues. You better care. So let me just challenge you today as we, clo we close. Do you have any monuments in your life? Any memorials? Any landmarks? Now, I'm not, now don't, don't let these things be, become idols. I mean, you won't really get God stirred up, start worshiping a landmark or a monument or a memorial. That's idolatry. It's forbidden. But yet, there needs to be some things in your life. There needs to be some things in my life. Not if, but when I forget. <laughs> and when I lose sight of just how good God's been to me and what He's done for me. And just when the devil convinces me to de develop a little bit of spiritual amnesia because I'm focused on the, f the present and the future and it causes me to forget about the past. I need somewhere or something that I can go back to to stir me up and remind me of where God brought me from and what He did for me to give me a little bit of faith to continue on in my journey. And knowing that if He did it for me then, He can do it for me again. Most of all, I need some monuments, some landmarks and memorials to teach my children that when Daddy's long dead and gone, they've still got something to hold on to and look back to that if God did it for daddy he can do it for me can I give you a couple my home my house is a memorial 
It's a monument to my legacy and my heritage. Because everywhere I go, I'm, remin- rem- I'm reminded of my crazy papa. And my grandmother. I can go down to the basement, remember Sunday dinners, walk out the back door and look over where there used to be a garden. And my mind begins to be flooded with memories of my heritage and my legacy. Can I give you another one? This church is a monument and a memorial of my heritage. I don't ever want to forget how blessed I am to be a part of this church, let alone to pastor it, because I would not be the man I am today if God hadn't put me here and used many of you, Miss Cheryl, and many who are no longer here. Pee Wee and Dorothy used to sit where Sam is sitting. Howard, Bill, I don't want to forget they may no longer be with us but I still have those precious memories and the best part is one day very soon I'm going to see them again the greatest monument of all is on a hill called Golgotha at a place called Calvary. I've never been there. Anybody been there? But I got a picture in my office that my brother-in-law took when he was there. And I look at that and it looks like a skull. And when I look at that picture, it reminds me not of what any man did but what the Son of God did when He suffered and bled and died on my behalf and for my sins. I don't want to forget what Jesus did when He died on the old rugged cross. Let's all stand all over the house. Every head bowed and every eye closed. Miss Grace is coming. Anybody raise your hand and say, Brother Nick, sad to say I'm guilty of forgetting some things. And I can't blame my old age for it. The devil's just allowed the problems I'm going through today to cause me to forget all of the good things God did for me yesterday. Pray that I'd stir myself up by way of remembrance. All over the house, hands. Preacher, pray that I would do a better job of teaching my children and training them and providing them with the legacy and the heritage. Some monuments, some memorials, and some landmarks. When I'm dead and gone, they would still have something left to remember me by as it relates to Jesus Christ and the things of God. All over the house, hands are going up.
Preacher, pray that I'd establish some memorials and some monuments in my life. That I wouldn't make these things idols. But that they'd be close to me and precious to me. That when the devil causes me to lose sight of who I am and what God's done, I can just get that old landmark and say, get thee behind me, Satan. I won't ever forget what Jesus did for me. Can every head bow. I think, Brother Scott, I don't think you'd mind me saying it, but uh, I think every time Brother Scott passes the community center out here at Glendale, that old building serves as a reminder of what God did in your heart and life. Brother Rob, I know you've got some monuments, some memorials. Heavenly Father, I love you. Lord, I thank you, God, for your goodness. Lord, on this Memorial Day, God, help us to use our memory of the past to give us hope for our future. And God, if you did it for us yesterday, you can do it today and in the future. God, help us to train up a generation of young people who would have some memorials and some landmarks. What mean ye these stones? So that they would set their hope in God and not forget His wondrous works. Thank you, God, for the sweet, sweet spirit we feel in this place today. Bless this time. If somebody needs to come, help to respond. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. If you need to come, the altar's open, friend. All God's people said,
Appreciate your faithfulness this morning. Do remember the special guest speaker we have tonight, Brother Greg Lentz. If at all possible, please come and let's have a good contingency of United Baptist Folk uh, people out here this, this afternoon, this evening. Pray for those of us who are part of the ordination. And uh, again, uh, if I don't see you beforehand, I hope everybody has a wonderful Memorial Day. Amen. Yeah, go ahead, Barbie. Help us, Lord. Bless her, Lord. Bless her, Jesus. Help us, Lord. God help. If you have not asked your children and your grandchildren what they are learning, God help. you're failing them again. Yeah. Amen. Because they are lying so much. Amen. They took God out. We stood with it. Amen. Good, Barbie. We got to all remember to do that. Amen. Beg and beg our children forgive us what we did to them. Bless her, Lord. We are responsible. May God forgive me. Bless her, Jesus. That's good, Barbie. I appreciate your passion. All right, we'll dismiss. Scott, would you lead us in prayer, sir? Thank you.